All right, welcome again to the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Robinson, and today I have a very special guest. He's a very funny guy from <laughs> South Florida, um, travels all over the place. I've had the honor to work with him a few times. So welcome, Nick Masick. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. It's yeah, good to be so here. So you are up here in Melbourne doing Gregory's. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gregory's Comedy Club, yeah. Cocoa Beach. Yeah. <laughs> who's the who's the headliner this week? Uh, Billy Ray Bauer. Okay. Uh, he's a... Older guy from Detroit. It's been around for a while. This is actually his first time at Gregory's. Really? But he does Florida, he said, uh, pretty regularly. So. Okay. Yeah. That's one thing that's cool about, uh, so w- before I started recording, we were talking about actually working the actual clubs. Yeah. And one of the things that I don't think a lot of new comics are aware of is the value of the networking you can do right here in Florida if you get into the actual clubs that have... Right. Moving around people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... I've, I've gotten to work with a handful of, like, guys from um, from all over the country. Like, I got I got to open for um, one night uh, Rocky Dale Davis at Off the mm-hmm. Hook. Yeah. And he was a ton of fun, man. He's, you know, I don't know. He's, I think he's from... He's one of those hillbilly places. Like, he's <laughs> super those funny. hillbilly places. He's <laughs> super, super funny. Um, I got to work with, at Laugh Out Lounge, I got to work mm-hmm. with uh, Jeff Richards, who was, uh-huh. if, I don't know if you remember, Drunk Girl from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, Back yeah. In the yeah, day, yeah, yeah. He was Drunk Girl from, so had, like, two seasons of Saturday Night yeah. Live. And he's, like, an amazing impressionist. Like, his uh-huh. impressions are incredible. He's, like, really funny stand-up, mm-hmm. but, like, within the, around the context of doing impressions. And they're mm-hmm. so spot on. Like, it, I mean, he killed me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, you get to meet some really interesting people who are, yeah, nationally touring um, personalities and comedians. So, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, theoretically, ideally, like, you know, you get one of these guys who actually wants to bring you as a feature somewhere eventually. Yeah. So, that's the goal. Yeah. But otherwise, <laughs> you just get good recommendations and meet yeah. cool people. So, yeah. So, how long have you been doing stand up? Uh, almost six years now. Okay. Yeah. So, we're right at the same. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just click, click, clicking over to five and. April. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. right around the same right, time. Right on that yeah, cusp. I started yeah. in uh, Key West. So okay. So you was, started in Key West. I started with Comedy Key West. Yeah. Okay. Like, right after their inception, basically. Yeah. Um, so like I was, I was, I was. I lived in Key West for like seven years, mm-hmm. and I worked as a sailboat captain. Mm-hmm. I worked in like the charter boat industry for years, and my buddy Joe, who I worked with, had done stand up in Boston. And so he had done, he had moved down to Key West uh, shortly before I did. And he, had, you know, was working with me on the boats and stuff. So he had done, like, put together, like, a couple little shows, it, you know, around town. There was, like, one or two other guys who occasionally did, like, stand-up shows and whatever, theaters or little venues and stuff. And he decided to found Comedy Key West. So it's Joe Madaus. Oh, wow. So that's, yeah. like, the guy that actually runs the place. <laughs> yeah, okay. Joe Madaus founded Comedy Key West while I was there. And, uh, and what, so he had a connection with Tom Dustin, who's, you know, goes way back with, like, he started with Joe List and all these other big, huge name comics. Mm -hmm. And he had been, he had toured all over the country. He's, you know, really good. So he had this connection with Tom from Boston and Tom was like, I can send you guys. I'll send Mm -hmm. you, you know, headliners. He had the whole network dialed in. So he started sending Joe nationally touring headliners, basically, like, right after he got started. And Joe needed openers. Yeah. So he just started making everybody that he worked with try comedy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you'd be good at this. Yeah. He's like, but, you know, like, it was it was also, like, a pretty easy... It was not easy transition, but, like, 
you know, on the boat, like working on the boat. You're kind of entertaining people and you're hosting them. Absolutely. We're like, you know, we're doing crowd work. We're we're writing jokes (laughs) into like my captain's speeches and stuff. And he, so he just started pushing me. He was like, you could be good at that. I'd helped him like workshop a couple of his jokes and stuff. And he's like, he just kept pushing me to try it out. So I actually wrote for like six months before I ever got on stage because the pressure was so big. We didn't Mm -hmm. have, there were no open mics Mm -hmm. for the first like, Three, two or three months that mm-hmm. I did stand up, there weren't, I didn't do an open mic. You're it just was doing actual book club shows. Work. <laughs> just from nothing. So, like, yeah, like I think my first show, I was doing five minutes. I don't even remember who I was opening for. It was like, <laughs> it, like it was a literally a five minute bike ride from my house, <laughs> which was awesome. But I did five minutes, one of like a handful of other, you know, com- Key West locals mm-hmm. doing like a local showcase before the headliner yeah. just to fill in that time. I did five minutes in front of like 80 people <laughs> who had all paid 12 or $15 <laughs> to get into the show. Yeah. Um, so it was like high pressure. Yeah. So anyway, it was, it, but it went well enough that Joe's like, yeah, do it again. <laughs> so. Ah. I was um, wondering how, like, you... Yeah, that was that had was how such an in with the Key West. Oh, that's uh, my home club. Yeah, yeah, Comedy Key West <laughs> is my home club. Yeah. yeah, which not... I don't I don't know anybody else who's left Key West who yeah. started there. Yeah. Um, but there are some really good guys who, who I came up with there who are still yeah. still staying in Key West, but they've, like, you know, they've had line-off nights there and stuff, yeah. so... That's actually interesting, though, because Key yeah. West is such a hardcore tourist town that you could stay there and it's new audience members. Well, yes, we so you they do get new people every week but they mm-hmm. also have regulars that go mm-hmm. every week too uh, okay. so mm-hmm. um like i had you know there are people who you know i knew in town who would come and then i also just like started getting fans because they would come every week mm-hmm. and i would have people like message me or i had like see me at, you know on the stream be like are you doing new stuff this week yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be so, the same stuff <laughs> yeah so what i would end up doing like after you know a the first couple times, you know, I, as I was developing, finally, you know, we were doing, it was two shows a week. Mm-hmm. It was every Thursday and Friday. There was a, you know, like you bring the headliner down for. And uh, so Joe would just be like, you know, pick, give me four dates that you want this month. So I mm-hmm. get like one, I picked like one show a week. But for the, I think the first six times that I did this, and this was mm-hmm. highly unusual, I would spend all week or like one or two weeks writing a whole new five minute set <laughs> and practicing it at home, rehearsing yeah. in my bedroom, like to mm-hmm. my dog. And then I would take this on stage, this yeah. new five minutes. <laughs> and it's just white knuckling it and hoping. no idea if it was going to work. And and like, I didn't even know where the laughs were going to come because I was still brand new, yeah. you know, like, and, and it, but like parts of it would usually go really well. <laughs> so, cause you know, you're getting the best possible audience you can yeah. get. It wasn't until I think like three and a half. So I did that for the first six times I did comedy. I didn't repeat a joke. I did five, wow. like six new sets. That's new five minutes. half sets. hour, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, some of it was just got thrown yeah. away, you mm-hmm. know, obviously after the first time. But some of it, elements of some of those initial jokes are still in my set today. Like yeah. I've taken parts of them and like reworked them and stuff like that. So, But then we finally uh, started an open mic and it was only like three times a month. Mm-hmm. But it was so much fun, man. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't get to experience open mic comedy till I had already done probably, like, seven or eight shows. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is so chill. Yeah. Like, this is great. So I'm drunk at the bars yelling at me. This yeah. is awesome. I can yell back at him. Nobody cares. Yeah. This is so fun. And and then I got a taste of, like, you know, really trying to figure out how to, like, develop new material on stage mm-hmm. as and, you know, work it out that way as well. But. But even that, we didn't. It was pretty inconsistent and spotty. So a lot of our work was we did like a we did a weekly, semi we like bi weekly writers group where we mm-hmm. kind of workshop with each other, 
and uh, and then it was yeah, it was trial by fire on stage, <laughs> but in front it's, of good audiences. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool. That's really cool. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was very unusual. I know it's. I've never talked to anybody else except from Key West who started out that, <laughs> that way. Yeah, it's completely unheard of. Yeah, because that's so interesting. Because I think a lot of a lot of comics are also spoiled, and that we're accustomed to having multiple open mics to be able to go and try stuff out and figure right. it out, and so. The, the what's weird is there's a sometimes in certain places there's there isn't an incentive to really support the open mics because comics are so accustomed to them being there and there being a right. bunch of them and it's like no some people come from Key West or a lot of comics from the Midwest will say this mm-hmm. it's like there's nowhere to go to practice yeah oh and absolutely. if and if people don't support the ones that we have and they wither away. Yeah, then you don't then, have a place to practice. Yeah, where are you going to go? The established comics will continue to have clubs, right? But, but if we don't support the open mics, yeah, yeah, you can be real screwed <laughs> if they all just kind of yeah go by the wayside and you're new. Absolutely, yeah. I met this uh, this kid. I did a feature spot at the Comedy Zone. At, uh, what's it called? The Loft in mm-hmm. Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it Columbus, Georgia? Uh, I, think it's that, I don't know, but I know the loft. The loft. I've heard of that. Well, there's a couple different. There's the DC loft, but yeah. this is the loft in Columbus, Georgia, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's like a music venue on the weekends. But Thursdays they do they they're a comedy zone mm-hmm. room, and uh, so I went. I got to feature up there a couple months ago, and this they had like one of their servers, this this kid, <laughs> host, and he had never <laughs> done any. He'd been like practicing, and it yeah. was kind of like the way I started. Yeah. But um, he had asked the booker there, the manager, if he could host. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, "All right, man. Like, you, but you gotta, you know, take it seriously and do a good job." And it was his first time on stage. I think he did like <laughs> he did only did like three or four minutes. He's yeah. like, "All right, now you're featured." I'm like, "Is that my already?" Like, so, um, but it was it was cool to watch him. It was his first time, and and I asked him. I was like, "So," or he was asking me questions about like how getting into it and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Yeah, you got to find open mics. You got to find places to practice when you're new. You know, mm-hmm. you, you had a pretty good, did a pretty good job. But you got to yeah. go keep keep practicing. And he was like, "Oh, we don't have anything here." And I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that's good, right?" <laughs> well, then you need to go so, find a bar that you know. Yeah, to, there's that. Was, yeah. I think there was like some music open mic. I was like, "Well, you can go there and just pop in and like mm-hmm. try it out." But but I told him I was like, you know, Atlanta's like an hour away if you have any friends in atlanta just go up there for a night like once a week or once every two weeks because they have a yeah. million rooms to do yeah. like up there so um and it hadn't even occurred to him mm-hmm. i was like yeah you got to go where the rooms are you got to go where there's there's mics you yeah go that's how that so so that's how i met you oh yeah <laughs> was because <laughs> i was up here in melbourne at a time where our art like i said our scene has grown a lot since then yeah but in Melbourne, there's there's not that much going on because we're not a major city, right? You know, the population's and, small. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I reached a point where I'd kind of outgrown everything that I could learn here, right? Super fast, like yeah, yeah. Within you know <laughs> three years, I was like, yeah. all right, I, I gotta I gotta start moving, right? And that's how I ended up just getting in the car and going to South Florida, yeah. Right. And I mean, I've had a bunch of conversations with people around here that are like, man, how'd you get all that stuff in South Florida? I was like. I got in my car, <laughs> and, drove, and I just drove down there. <laughs> you know, the first few times, you, you're you losing money because yeah, you're, you're not just, getting paid. Right. You're just doing open mics for free. Yeah. And then once you meet some people, then you start to get paid. Yep. And then, I mean, honestly, now, 
I'm almost 50-50 here in South Florida. I'm so in South you, Florida all the time. You get booked a lot down there, yeah. Yeah. It's, and you're, I mean, you're one of the top people I recommend. Yeah, so, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Well, you're good. Yeah. You're, easy, you're easy to recommend. And I know you're willing to travel and you're professional. Like those, Because, yeah. like, you can't, just be, <laughs> you can't just be funny. Like, you also yeah. have to be reliable <laughs> yep. and consistent and professional. You know? Yeah. Like, you have to check all the boxes. And what's weird that I think a lot of people don't understand is how rare that combination is. It is. It's a lot of people. There's there's a lot of professional show up on time people that suck on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of hilarious on stage people mm-hmm. that don't show up on time. They get drunk. Yep. They don't have a car. I can't believe how many comics don't just like have reliable transportation to go places. I'm like, that's the whole gig. Yeah, that's like, your, yeah, it's part of your job. You're an Uber driver, basically, that <laughs> does jokes when they get to the destination. You're yeah. just going from place to place. Yep. So that combination of the three has helped me a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. it. That's how you separate yourself. You know? yeah. It's like, is he going to show up? Is he going to show up on time? Is mm-hmm. he going to do a good job? <laughs> and is he not going to get hammered? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you do, you know, if you get booked at a club, right? Like, if you get too drunk... Before or after your yeah, set, either way, that yeah. might be the last time you ever do that club. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. something that a lot of people don't realize. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to be professional. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> so I've so I've worked. Um, so Gregory's is actually kind of, is my home club, really. Yeah, yeah. it's, um, it's eleven miles from my house. Yep. You know, so I've I've done there a lot. Yeah. Uh, weirdly enough, I make less money there now that I'm feature level mm-hmm. because when I was a host. I used to work there so much oh, yeah. that the money ended up <laughs> just piling up because right. I was working there a ton. Sure, yeah. But now that I'm a feature, they only bring you back twice a year. Right. Um, so it's weird because like now I was like, oh, I upgraded. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> now <laughs> I'm like, I lost a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. But the idea is that now you're featuring at other clubs too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. but, as you uh, start, as you make that yeah transition to feature, you're getting, theoretically, you get more feature work. Just what not at I, the same club. Yeah. One of my favorite things about working Gregory's though is because I, I went through a period where I wasn't, like, hanging out at the open mics and stuff. Mm. So I would I would come into Gregory's as a feature, having done it a bunch. Right. And I'm – Greg. What, what's, what's cool – what I like about Gregory's is that it's an old-school comedy club. Yeah. It is, like – It's very traditional. Very traditional. Yeah. Older white people for the most part. Yeah. Get a decent mix of people because, yeah, you know, yeah. it's Cocoa Beach is a beach town, but sure, sure. for the most part, it's older white people. Yeah, yeah. Well, they put you um, on the flyer, I'm sure. Yeah, they put you on the flyer. Diversity, you know, it's like, it's, they, uh, tended, they trended younger last time I was here yeah. a little bit. They're like, well, where are these younger people coming from? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I promoted it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, it's, and it's just, they're, they're very specific about the time. Mm-hmm. They're very specific about you're not going to go up there and be dirty and, you know, yeah. drop a whole bunch of F-bombs. It's just right. a very traditional as comedy the, As the feature. As the feature, yeah. The headline, the headline they kind of let them one, yeah. play around a little bit, yeah. Especially but, once they're established, yeah. But what's always funny to me is the once I, once I graduated from host level to feature level, I would always sit there and be excited for who the host was going to be because <laughs> it's usually a comic that I know. Right. And I'm I'm as an experienced person at least working real clubs mm. and watching someone come in. I can't tell you how many times they'll come in reeking of weed oh, or like like. <laughs> <laughs> Like this one comic I know, I love him to death, but he came in in flip flops, and like, and I can't tell you how many times um, Utah, the, the owner, yeah, yeah. she'll look over at me and go, 
what the fuck is this? And I'm and I'm dying because I know this person. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I and I'm like, uh, he's funny. <laughs> Look at me, so it should be okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he just doesn't know. Uh, he just doesn't know yeah, how any of this works. Basic etiquette. Yeah, he's never yeah. had the club before. Yeah, that's so funny. She's great too. You're just awesome. Yeah, no, she's she's, she's very good to work cool. For, yeah. yeah, and she appreciates like you know she appreciates all those things like yeah. On time, which might keep it on time. Yeah, no, you <laughs> On time, yeah. She appreciates people who are, you know, come and do a good job and are professionals. So, yeah. Yeah. You get like, that's one of those places where if you do a good job, they'll bring you back. Yeah. Which is nice. And the other thing that I, I also like about it is I like the. And it's weird because, so, so, because again, Gregory's is our only, like, true comedy club right. here in Brevard. Yeah. Right? However, it has this very aloof sort of status here amongst comics. Okay. Because it doesn't book here. It books through Funny Business. Right. Which is a booking agency. Right, right. Which who who knows where they're based. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So for the local comics, it's this weird, often a distance place that you got to like, how the heck do you get in there? Right, right. You know? Yeah. I Um, I mean, I remember I worked on it for, it took me a couple of years to get in. Yeah. to get recommendations for funny business, and yeah, it was and to get approved for the you know get an opportunity there. So yeah, and I'm not even a local. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, it was tough, tough for me, right? You know, um, so it was it's it's cool that I mean there there's good and there's bad things about that. It's not a part of our comedy culture. It's not a place right. where comics go to hang out and learn right. and you yeah. know get to sit and hang out with the headliners, and that that doesn't happen. It's very sure. separate from our comedy scene. Yeah, but to me, it's also a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because it gives you something to strive for. Right. Because our local club, you got to work to get in there. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. So it really separates mm-hmm. the comics that are really good. Like, if you get into Gregory's, that means you put in the effort to get in there. Right. You right. know, it's different. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point. But it is interesting because they're not part of the developmental yeah. process of the local comedians, which, yeah. you know, some clubs do take a you know, direct hand in that and some yeah. don't, you know. Mm-hmm. But obviously when their booker when the booker doesn't even live here, yeah. It's it's gonna you're yeah. gonna be further removed from And it, so. in, in defense of Gregory's also <laughs> they used to they used to. What? And I I, I wanna have you to actually on the podcast at some point because <laughs> they used to let guest local guest spots and stuff come in. Okay. And she's just been burned so many times <laughs> <laughs> from people going up and just eating shit and ruining the show. <laughs> she, so they, yeah, they, they just, they just like, went, no more guest yeah, spots. They were like, no more guest spots. You have to go through the bookers. Yeah. We're not dealing with you local people coming in here. And Well, man. Well, yeah, because who's, who's quality control on that? Who yeah. has quality control? Because yeah. she's not she's not a comedian. Yeah, so she's running not, a, a restaurant and a Right. Business. She doesn't want to be looking at videos to decide who a guest spot's going to yeah. be. you got to have a gatekeeper. Right? Yeah. And, and if she doesn't, like, she knows when she likes somebody, when she yeah. sees what she likes, yeah. she knows, oh, this is good. I'm going to give good feedback or whatever. Yeah. But, like, she's not the one vetting people, yeah. <laughs> you know, nor does she want to be. So yeah. she was just going on, what, recommendations? People were signing up? How did they even decide who the guest file was? Back then, I don't know how they did it, yeah. But, yeah, you talked Clearly. to her now, she was like, we used to, and then <laughs> yeah, this one guy. <laughs> enough people slip through the cracks where she's like, no more. Yeah. <laughs> now, if somebody, if, like, you were yeah. going to ask if yeah, you, I, if I you get, had somebody, maybe I could get somebody. You, you probably know, could, yeah. because you're established with her. She knows you. She you have a good reputation. Yeah. She would take your word for. Oh yeah, all right. Chris, <laughs> Chris yeah. is vouching for this friend of his who's good, who's in town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but they're not just opening yeah. the door anymore. And, but the funny thing about <laughs> it though is I'm thinking about all the people who I would like recommend. Mm-hmm. 
And I think they've already gotten in on their own. <laughs> so there's right. there's also like a weird. Um, yeah, it would be more like if somebody was from out of town. Yeah, like yeah, that sort of thing. For you know some other thing, and they're like, hey, yeah. can I drop in? You know, yeah. I'll do a spot or whatever. Yeah, like if yeah. I was up here doing something else. Yeah, and, and, you, like, and I knew you were featuring sure. there or whatever before yeah. I had gotten in. Yeah. Mm. There was something you said you wanted to run by me. I don't know what that was. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so this <laughs> this is nothing to do with anything else, really. Okay. But you were, so you were talking about, you know, the idea of putting together, like, a group. And I did mm-hmm. that for a little while around Florida with a couple yeah. friends from South Florida. Um, anyway, so this buddy of mine who I did a few shows with in Atlanta, and then mm-hmm. I brought him down to Key West one time, he actually reached out to me. He's based in Texas or Colorado or back and forth between the two. Mm. But he's putting together this run uh, in central, the central states, northern states, basically. Yeah. And he actually already offered it to me for April, but I couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. it, for me, it's logistically, it's a lot because mm-hmm. it's, it's basically 18 days. Oh, wow. 12 shows in 18 days. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's... Uh, that sounds fun, though. Yeah, it's like, a, but it's basically he's trying to put it together like a two-man show. Yeah. Uh, where we would, like, split it, co-headline. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we could even flip-flop nights different, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, I, I don't know what kinds of venues, but there's a certain mm-hmm. amount guaranteed every night. And then I think there's, in addition, we could do merch and whatever else. Yeah. Um, so, he, yeah, he's already got this run put together. I'm going to mm-hmm. wait till it gets going a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, also, I have a dog, so like, <laughs> I have but a dog. I, I brought that up to him. He said all the rooms, because it includes hotels mm-hmm. for the whole run. Yeah. Um, really? So yeah. it includes hotels? Oh, yeah, yeah, it includes hotels. Oh, that's a heck of a... Yeah, yeah it's something uh, like 300 a night total, maybe, yeah. for each show night, mm-hmm. plus anything else. You, I don't know if you can, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know how he's doing it, ticketing or whatever, yeah. um, or if there's ways to, you know, generate more income with it, but... Um, yeah, he said he actually is booking dog-friendly hotel rooms because it's such an <laughs> issue for so many people. So I need to figure That's out funny. that side of it. But, yeah, yeah it's an 18-day run in the central uh, northern states. So I thought about you. I would you. be up for it. And if not sure. with me, I can recommend you. I can uh, give him your name. I'm giving a handful of people's yeah. names. So yeah, I'd be happy to do it with you. Or yeah, if you can't do it, and Bring one of your dates. guys. Yeah. yeah, exactly, where you can go and hit the road and do yeah. that. Because, I mean, you're talking about doing that anyway, and this is pretty good. I don't know what the That's host situation run. is yeah. either. But, yeah, it would be fun. And fun a fun way to kind of, like, get into those states, you know. Like, not yeah. necessarily in clubs, but just start to build a following in some other places. So. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's going to be really important, you know, to get to the next it is. level. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you want to have... I've started... You know, that's one thing about South Florida, man. Like, So I run practice rooms Monday through Wednesday. I run mics mm-hmm. for uh, local comedians um, early weekdays. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we end up drawing, and it's, it's like in central Broward area, mm-hmm. there's nothing else to do Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, which is one of the reasons I started the rooms, because mm-hmm. I wanted somewhere, somewhere that I could practice as yeah. well on those nights. And one thing that's ended up happening with marketing them is we get a lot of tourists. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Florida has, you know, pretty regular tourism. And when they're looking for something to do, they almost always find those mics. Yeah. <laughs> like there are, I think it was Wednesday night this past week. We had like, the whole room was full of tourists. We had like 15 yeah. tourists, people from out of state. So what, what I've started doing is getting everybody's email yeah. and let them know, like, listen, when I end up in your city, in your town, mm-hmm. I'll send you guys an invitation to my show. So now that I'm submitting, I've started submitting for club work mm-hmm. all over the country. Hopefully that's going to start to pan yeah. out. Um, now I've got okay. like, dude, when I go to Philadelphia for the mm-hmm. first time, eventually, yeah. I'm going to have like 60 to 100 emails. All right, so, all right. So that's, <laughs> that's actually one of the things that I, you reminded me, I totally forgot you do this, but I remember seeing you actually hand out slips and doing an email list. Yes. So again, one of the very few people that I see doing that, and I think, oh, I can speak for myself. 
I am lazy about certain things. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, like, and I'm sure kind of like starting a podcast, like this experience has been, when you very first start it, it's tedious, but then you mm-hmm. start to see the benefits as time goes on. And I'm right. sure you, I mean, you've built an actual brand. Uh, you know? Yeah. So, well, in South Florida, I built the brand. I started Gold Coast Comedy just as, mm-hmm. it actually started when I left Key West. Mm-hmm. So I had been almost a year in. And when I left, uh, I'm me and Joe got together and we talked about potentially partnering. Mm-hmm. I told him I was moving up to South Florida. And he's like, oh, it'd be really cool to put, you know, to, to build a, like he was thinking about a run, like a chain of, mm-hmm. you know, because at the time they were just doing Thursdays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. So the initial idea with Gold Coast Comedy was that it was going to be a partnership with Comedy Key West, and they're going to try to add an extra show for these headliners that were coming down. Mm -hmm. Um, That never actually materialized in terms of partnering in that regard, Mm -hmm. Uh, but branding ended up being a really good thing when I started producing my own shows, Uh, and what it's done is really, it's actually, as it's kind of grown, Mm -hmm. um, it's allowed me to separate, Mm -hmm. so I have different pages, like I have Mm -hmm. my production pages, and now like when I go out of town or for something else... You know, I have other people who can fill in. Mm-hmm. And and now it's mostly just Monday through Wednesday around the mic practice rooms. I've got one book show that I still do on Monday nights, but I'm really trying to focus on being a performer on weekends mm-hmm. and really focusing on clubs on weekends. Uh, but the nice thing with having a brand is anybody can fill in. Anybody can host. Anybody can, you know, and it has its own Eventbrite page where people follow Gold Coast Comedy. Mm-hmm. So people will just show up to come watch us. And yeah. it, it's sort of taken on a life of its own. I also named the, when I started touring, I did it under that. So <clears throat> it was kind of this all-encompassing umbrella yeah. that helped me with marketing. Yeah. Um, and now it's sort of just kind of spun off and become its own thing. Yeah. So but as far mm-hmm. as the email slips go, yeah. I still do that at, at, at all the mics, at all the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, when, we were, when I was touring with, uh, with Connie and Riley, um, anytime we were doing a show, uh, we would, what we would do is we would actually do it as a raffle. Mm-hmm. I started doing that at, at my book shows. Oh, I would hand geez, out yeah. the email slips and be like, this is a raffle slip. If you fill mm-hmm. out your email, you're going to join. I tell them what it's for. You're joining yeah. my email list. And uh, and then we give away a shirt you know, at yeah. the end or whatever, which mm-hmm. is the yeah. Most. I remember I remember doing that at the, the at uh, blue at jeans, right? Was it a blue jeans? Yeah, place? blue jeans, blue yeah, jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I and that. I used to get like when I was doing blue jeans blues, I was getting like 50, 60 emails a night. God, that's so genius. And that's... and like ten of them would be from out of state. Yeah. So I like I have email lists and I've started building them and I group them geographically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I have email lists and now I've also started building phone lists as yeah. well. So I'll get people's phone number. Yeah. Uh, in addition. So, yeah, now whenever I go somewhere else, I have, mm-hmm. you know, I'll send out a bunch of email invitations to the show. And it just yeah. adds value. You know, yeah. As a performer. There's, that's that. one one part of it that I think, again, we were having this discussion off mic before. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of the, the so you were, what did I mean? Okay. Sorry. A, a lot of what I learned is that, I just want to make sure. Okay. There we go. A lot of what I learned is that like a lot of the people that you see that are running around headlining we've discussed before are actually broke <laughs> right <laughs> and there's a, <laughs> there's a whole side of it that I think people miss mm-hmm. and it's the it's the it's the it's the, really the marketing and branding yourself side right that a lot of people just kind of skip over and yeah. I mean I think which I don't know if you've ever heard of the rapper tech nine mm-hmm. um, so tech nine what he's famous for, is he's not super well known, 
right. as a rapper, mm-hmm. but he went and bought a warehouse and t-shirt printing equipment, and oh. all of his merch he manufactures himself. Okay. And when he goes on tour, he brings and like a like a semi mm-hmm. with him on tour of merch. And he's one of the highest paid rappers just because... Just because of selling merch. He's, he, like, he, had, he built a business. Right, right. And then he's really just the face of his t-shirt company. His t-shirt. Really, when you, you know what I mean? When you, he's when you a, break he's it down. He's a t-shirt salesman. He's a t-shirt salesman who raps. who raps to sell the t-shirts at this point. You know That's what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's and crazy. stuff like having an email list. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Nick Souffrant, mm-hmm. um, Ridiculous Nick down yeah. there in South Florida, he has an email list. Yeah, yeah. He's like, been building it for years. Yeah, and it's yeah. like people don't see the va- And I feel stupid, and I'm now going to start working on that. <laughs> but people don't see the value because it's something that has no value at the beginning. Right. But once you're years in yeah. and you've amassed hundreds if not thousands of emails, when you're ready to go on the road... You have this thing that you've built, right? You know that yeah. no one can ever take away from you, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter you know? if you lose your if your uh, like, Instagram gets hacked, like yeah. they can't steal your email. email. Exactly, <laughs> it's nothing. It I mean, was... uh, freaking Louis C.K. So Louis C.K. gets canceled, right? Completely, yeah. But he, prior to all of that, he he was doing this weird thing where he was selling his his TV show and stuff to his fans directly on his website. Like that was okay. his big thing, right? He gets canceled. He puts out a special directly on his website that, again, he's built over the years a relationship with his fans who are on his actual personal website. So even if Netflix tells him, go fuck yourself, Hulu's like, we'll never work with you, Amazon's like, absolutely not. I think he made millions of dollars putting out a special... On his on his own website. On his own website. He's, you know? Yeah. He's too big to fail. Yeah. I think Joe Rogan said that. He's like, I'm too big to cancel. You can't cancel. Yeah. Me. I'm it's uncancelable. Just, yeah. It's like, not possible. It's not, you can't do it. Yeah. Because they have too many direct fans. It's like, yeah. there's a bunch of people that can say, we don't, we're not, we're going to ban you or boycott you or whatever. It doesn't matter at a certain point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that is a huge thing, man. Marketing is like, that's part of our job, yeah. you know? Um, and figuring out the right angles to take for marketing mm-hmm. yourself that's like the hardest that's probably the trickiest part about this you know yeah. like once you uh, have established that you like once you build an act like mm-hmm. once you build an act and, and people like it and you you know start getting booked and you rebooked and whatever then it becomes how do I build my brand how do I how do I reach more people how do I market myself mm-hmm. you know without that becoming all I do <laughs> that's yeah. the other side like how do I still keep getting better like yeah. and how do you like prioritize which one of those things is you know deserves more of your time and focus Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the part that i one of the things i've been juggling with is uh it's like at the at the end of the day like if you asked you were talking about how like there's a lot of newer comics who are just we're talking i use the the phrase manufacturing clips because you see that all the time (laughs) that's their only goal their only goal in life is to manufacture (laughs) a clip and it's like it's most of the time it's not very good (laughs) but the problem is you're seeing also like a-list headliners who are also manufacturing clips that aren't very good yeah (laughs) you're telling like just because crowd work is the kind of thing where you kind of have to be in the room (laughs) yeah oh well and (laughs) absolutely and it's which I don't want to sound like a hack because I, I do those clips too. Yeah. Because it's like a part of what you have to do now to kind right. of get your name out there. Yeah. But 
I spent years not doing that, working on a working on hour act. long material. Yes, <laughs> material you have an first. Act. Yeah, right. that's the thing. That's that's what a lot of the newer comics don't realize is like when they see these A list headliners doing this crowd work. They, yeah, they they're doing that after they've done forty five minutes of killer material. Yeah, Angel Schultz hour. has multiple hours of yeah, material. Hours it's not just of, him. And then at the end, they're like, "All right, I'm going to play around with the crowd a little bit." And yeah. so they're kind of putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. <laughs> like when they're like, oh, "I'm just going to go manufacture these clips," right? Yeah, and but without building an act it's not going to really mean that much or maybe it will i don't know it's a yeah. it's a new phenomenon um <laughs> it's um i wanted to ask you also about did you go to naca i did not okay i thought you were looking into that at one point i did look into that i okay. you know i signed up for it and mm -hmm. i got all of the contacts and everything mm -hmm. um but it, it never materialized i didn't do mm -hmm. i didn't push too hard in terms of mm -hmm. marketing but i still have all the emails so okay. <laughs> <laughs> at some point i will probably do another email submission push for you know colleges yeah but, uh, it hasn't, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that I just haven't yeah. actually, you know, followed up with yet. So yeah. I yeah. think it's one, of, I feel like the colleges are a good way to potentially build a younger fan base, which mm -hmm. is great. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, it's also not a primary focus. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, doing colleges is cool. It's, it's, I, it's not the same as cruise ships because you can do cruise ships for 10 years and nobody will know who you are. Oh, no, sir. Duncan J just walked in. It's just everybody knows. It's all okay, right. what's up, man? Sorry, I'm late, brother. Did you, I'm Nick. Hi, okay. Duncan. Nice to meet you. Yeah, this is back. Nick Masick. Yeah. yeah, so he does nice a bunch of stuff uh, down in South Florida. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we were just talking about, so Nick actually has an email list um, that he's built because he, he books his own shows. Um, so, yeah. Some of them. So we Some were. <laughs> I did, I did, yeah, I'm starting to do the clubs as well. Obviously, but you can't get the, like, in the clubs, they're keeping all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> keeping all those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, but if you're selling merch afterwards, you can get a mailing list out of those people. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not selling merch as a feature. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I know you can with some of the clubs. It's just not something I'm really trying to do yet. So yeah, yeah. I know some I of the headliners get a but little. Like, it, but that's why you ask. Like I'm, when I was featuring, I'm sorry, I mean, you're right, right, right. when I was featuring, what I would always do is I'd have something mm -hmm. that I could, you know, promote myself, sell myself, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But like I would always ask. The headliner, like, yeah, would you good. mind if I, you right. know, sell merch? If sure, they yeah. say yes, then you're on, you know, good. If they yeah, say right. no, you were no worse off than you were before. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, but yeah. that's how you make a living on the road. I yeah. Mean, if you're doing the club mm -hmm. gigs to club gigs, you have to sell merch in order right. to make ends meet. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a, that's one of those things that I've been. So, uh, some friends of mine who are musicians actually just told me about this website where it's. Let me see if I can find the name of it. That basically you can have your merch on this website. Is right. it Printify? It's no, but it sounds like it's the same Something thing. Something like that, where, where you, you basically you keep your logos and everything yeah, there yeah, with yeah. them. And people can order And, and they order whatever they want, and your logo goes on it. And wow. you get a percentage yeah. of it. Yeah. And, and basically they just send you money. Like, like yeah. straight into your account. But mm -hmm. you don't actually have to travel with merch. Because I've been thinking yeah. about that. It's actually, a, it's actually a good point. I it's, mean, it is the 21st century. So right. Well, all your merch is a pain in the ass. Not only that, but like checking a bag if you're flying somewhere. Yeah, you're, costing How are you even going to make money if you just sell like... 30 t-shirts just to break even on the luggage. So here's actually my... I'm, I'm going to do what you're talking yeah. about. Because I, the one thing that I hate, and maybe it's just me being lazy and <laughs> young and arrogant, mm. but when I work Go clubs, and, the, <laughs> and I watch the headliners that sell t-shirts, mm -hmm. right. and they got to bring 
18 sizes of so t-shirts much, yeah it's and so they're now it's, digging through it to yeah. find the right size and, <laughs> and no, no, but it's you know, like it's that's the way it's been it's this like is dude, the new era this right. looks like it fucking sucks like you, that, you're you a gap think, employee you now think, right and why do you think road comics is so fucking angry okay so so this so so I, I did my album mm-hmm. um, so this I um, I went online yeah. and I had somebody make a uh, QR code that right. goes directly to my album nice and then I had those business cards printed up yeah so I can hand those out and people can just scan it and it goes right to my album Sweet. and they can either it's perfect exactly yeah, yeah. so my great. goal That's a great idea. is so the album on one side the merch, merch on, on the other side, side. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. so if That's I it. have that website mm-hmm. and then what I thought about and I was like you know how do I make you it more enticing yeah because mm-hmm. I'm like how do I make this more <clears throat> enticing because one thing that that headliners did bring up to me when I brought up the idea was like so much of that stuff is an impulse buy right that you want to do it right there sure you know yeah um, it is true so my thing was is I would put like a discount code mm. on the card uh, that's a good idea so only people who have met me in person by coming to a show Get get ever get this card and can get that discount. That's a pretty good idea. And the discount yeah. code should be like fan, like fan or something. Right, right. Well, so you should like, also have it on your website too, though. Yeah. You know, like I mean, there's no reason yeah. not to put it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but as uh, far as the discount goes, yeah, as far as the discount, discount so it's like, like, yeah, as far as the discount right, goes, right. like only those people who have gotten a card would get the get discount. The discount. People exactly. still have his merch and everything sure. on their website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. And you you know, so a great way to kind of combo, like bridge the gap between these two forms is if you're doing, let's say you have t-shirts, you have everything Mm -hmm. else, there's all this other stuff, you should still have like one or two t-shirts printed so they can see them in person. So you can still show them. That's what I was going to say. And then when they're like, how do I get a t-shirt? They're like, oh, here's the card, you get a discount with this Mm -hmm. promo code. Boom. So they can see it, they can touch it, they can hold it. You could literally order one in your size so that you could wear it. Well, maybe not your size. I don't know. Well, that would be able to see it from the stage. But then it's harder to pack. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. No, but I mean, but then you want to be way back in the improv, you know, they can't see that. Yeah, but make it so you can put it in your luggage, so you're yeah. not paying for an extra bag when you're right, flying no, no. places, right? Like one of each. You don't mm-hmm. have to have, yeah, yeah. you know, different sizes or anything. You just have to have one of each, you know, thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. And then you, tend, well, and you then can also get, get, get your card. They get the discount. Boom. Right. Mm-hmm. I like it. This is good. I'm going to do this too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really think that you know. <laughs> this is the, I think any comic that's listening to this is stealing our fucking ideas right now. So. I mean, they should. No, but, I, but <laughs> they, they should. They all should be making more money. No, so absolutely. Here's, yeah. here, so here's also a big part of my idea with this podcast, mm-hmm. right? Um, I feel like I say this a lot. Oh wait, wait. Let me cut it. Yeah. Also, another good thing about that is yeah. you don't really have to ask. The headliner, if, if you, you can sell, sell merch. merch. Exactly. I mean, ah. if you're showing the shirts, probably, maybe, yes. Yeah. But if you're just handing out the cards, yeah. 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 I mean, but see, the thing is, you could just ask them, hey, if you ask hand them my cards. If, well, even if you ask them, you sell merch, so you yeah. can do the pitch. And right, then, right. Uh, while on stage or whatever. Still do the pitch. So mm-hmm. If he doesn't want you to sell merch, you don't do the pitch, right. you still hand out still the cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The other idea that I had, too, and, is. Oh, uh, did I say, have, on one side, have pictures of the merch? Oh, that'd be actually that's cool. The, yeah, like yeah. The code well, you have the album on has the right you. Yeah, and yeah. Then on the other side, the album have yeah. pictures of the merch. Have pictures of the merch to that code. Next to the code. That's yeah. a good idea. Like the backside of your code. Yeah, well, because the other brainstorming thing. meeting. Yeah, <laughs> we should. Yeah, we should talk about Russia and Ukraine. So yeah, we'll solve all the problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right after merch, there's, there's merch and then there's Russia Ukraine. and Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. 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 right there. But what else is shit? 
But one of, for real, one of my main goals with this podcast is, um, like, I, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee. I love Gary Vee. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, and one of the... Very positive motivation. Yeah. Like, oh, entrepreneur, okay. like, nice. multi-billionaire, but gets on there and just says, listen, fucking be happy. Go do shit. Uh, he's, I, he's a motivational guy. Very cool. But one of, one of his sort of strategies is... I, I'm trying to figure out a way... Because I live, I'm a I'm a comedian that lives in Melbourne, Florida. Mm-hmm. You are not supposed to have a successful career if you're a comedian <laughs> and you don't leave Melbourne, Florida, right? Mm-hmm. But my but thing you is, leave, you just is that come back? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying, I'm talking about like like, like, like either moving to New York, right, right. Atlanta, LA, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Mm-hmm. My goal through this podcast is through conversations like this, yeah. provide so much value to the comics out there in the world. Right. That maybe they want to come and hang in Melbourne, Florida? That, no. That <laughs> 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 no, that's a losing Nobody should come to Melbourne. Where is this guy going with this? Where no, but providing... Like because the, the people that listen to this podcast, it's it's almost all comics. Yeah. Because right? yeah. it's, such, it's such inside baseball, sure. it's yeah. comics. Yeah. But my goal is... Shop. Yeah. But my goal is... To provide so much value to comics through this podcast that if I want to go to Chicago, I want to be able to put out. I want to. I want to be able to go into the Chicago Facebook. You know, every city has like a I'm visiting group and go, "Hey, Chicago, I'm Chris Robinson from the Funny Style Podcast. I want to do some rooms in Chicago right. and have." 15 comics go, oh, dude, I love your podcast. It yeah. helped me so much. <laughs> right. Come do my room. Right. I'm going to help you get into the, I don't right, know right. what the major club is in Chicago. Zanies, right? Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to help you get in there because right. you helped us so much one just in, from the information. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's one in Chicago, there's one in Nashville, the Zanies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, that's my goal. So, right. I mean, sometimes I do worry about, like, am I giving, are we giving out too much, like, really good information? But I think it's actually, <laughs> no. if you help someone with their career, Absolutely. if at any point... Nick Masick is somewhere, and yeah. they and some other comic use this idea. They're like, "Oh, thank so you so much." You guys talking about yes, that? Yes, right. right. you know, yeah. yeah. and now yeah, you know like, it's helped somebody. Like, cool man, can I get ten percent? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can I get that discount? Can I get that discount? So from now, yeah, anybody who's saying yeah, Chris, ten percent of their yeah, if you feel like donating, that'd be great. There you go. No, but it's true. Yes, yeah, it's a great way to reach out and market to people. Yeah. Um, what, the one thing you you were just saying is like, do what you. Uh, you're talking about the billionaire guy who talks yeah, about doing what he loves. Yeah. yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot because we we're talking about you know the guys who are spending so much time manufacturing clips or doing reaction videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and it's the, like I just don't really want to be a content creator. Like that's yeah. just not. I <laughs> right. don't want that to be my full time job. You mm-hmm. know and. And while it's, I recognize like that that's an element of this that like mm-hmm. you want to have clips out at some point. I'm really let me just let me just say like the guy that the billionaire, yeah. his whole thing is based in a media format. Like his his whole company is a media company. Okay, so yeah. he that's why he, he's the, the content creator. Got but it. what he's what he's <laughs> you're saying is I can't be a millionaire without being a content creator. Uh, <laughs> okay, I don't care. But what, but what he does no. do is he he really breaks down the value of content creation yeah. for other businesses. Right, you know, um, because even <laughs> if with you, you might have that mysterious limited content. Oh, right, create, right, sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. so people they be wait, waiting for it, right? Know, like right. the McRib. Mm-hmm. Is he, oh, I was like, is he telling point. Nick to start OnlyFans? Is that what he's trying to describe right now? That's but <laughs> very subtle. <laughs> that, that, that took a weird left turn. <laughs> but, but no, well, so kind of back to the we're having a conversation yeah. off mic about 
like headliners bringing other comics mm-hmm. on the road with right, them and, right. and using them really using them as a resource sure. right and so, so both are using each other you know right, the, right. the newer comic is getting to well, go on the road and the headliner yeah. is actually getting some yeah. value because right. what I want to do with this tour thing that I want to create where I'm buying this little van bus thing <laughs> yeah. and traveling with other comics is I want someone to be recording at all times right because one of the things that I think, I, I'm, I have this theory that the music business and the stand-up comedy business are very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Very similar. And because society focuses more on the music business, the music business is always a few years ahead of the comedy business. Okay. Just in terms of, like, structure. Right. Right. And I think it is so cool, like, and a part of how bands build a following when they do those like little documentaries of going on tour, yeah, right, and they share right. those behind the scenes right, right. things yeah, yeah, yeah. with fans. And comics don't like other than like Kevin Hart and like you know a couple right. of those people. Well, but he didn't do that early on. Dink, Dink, that's true, Dink and that's Dink the most did. interesting stuff. Yeah, tour yeah. Tourgasm with Dave Cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they kind of did that. Right. Yeah, behind the scenes. But they where, only, like, where, uh, uh, Bobby Kelly made Jay uh, cry. Oh, Jay Davis. Yeah, but they only do it. The, the comedians are only doing it after they're already famous. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and and what what everybody wants to know is like yeah. what happened? How'd you get there? What happened? Like, yeah, there's yeah. no there's no Kevin Hart documentary about when he was like just starting out. Mike's and yeah, yeah. And, like still super skinny and just running around like crazy. Like, <laughs> right, right. like I mean that that's uh, but that's the stuff that's really interesting. Yeah. It's like and it's weird because we're <laughs> in this like you talked about. Every comic is a content creator. Right. And they're all doing these. And again, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I'm doing them too. Sure. But they're all doing these very same. Everybody's trying to get this specific crowd work clip to go viral. Right. And that's what everyone's doing right now. Right. But I'm like, you know, what if me and my group of guys were to, like I said, I bought this van. I packed this van of comics. (laughs) And... We actually like because comics have so much genius shit talking right, right. on the on the way to gigs. Just when you're going cruising around, so yeah, you, you, and you already picked the people. For yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This, this so, gig? Yes, Duncan, you will be on <laughs> someone <laughs> this works because Duncan's just like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. For the last two minutes, I've been thinking like, how do I bring this up? Yeah. 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 On this, this yeah. sounds like a good thing. So you need a chaperone, the old man, you know, whatever. So I mean, and I, I think to cut that kind of stuff up, I like that. that well, because yeah. it's authentic. You're you're talking Absolutely. about showing yeah. the authentic side of it. Yeah, and that's that's the part. Well, about, some people are afraid of that shit, though. Well, I don't know. I think that would be really popular. I yeah. think that's no, I'm that's not, what's appealing. I, I'm not saying I don't like it. I like it. I love the idea. It's great. Mm-hmm. But you know how many people are like so fake and shit like that that well, they wouldn't want that reality. But, the, but no, people still love reality TV though. But that's yeah. like it's I'm a game about, of the I'm reality. About the comics. I'm talking about some of the comics. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's not who you're trying to. Those aren't your fans yeah. anyway. That's not no, who you're exactly. trying to appeal to. Exactly. Yeah. Where, but like that, and that's what that's what is feels so disingenuous about watching these guys trying to manufacture clips. It's like mm-hmm. you're just trying really hard. To yeah. create an authentic right. moment, like you yeah. can't. Yeah. Where you're talking about just recording authentic moments, yeah, right. and then putting those up because yeah. because they are. That's the best crowd work clips. The best mm-hmm. clips are always the ones that were not planned. Yeah, right. The ones that, oh, yeah, that, that nobody's trying to it create. Was just like, yeah. Yeah. It's like you know, lightning in a bottle. One of the things I've been wondering too, like this. So obviously, a couple people got very popular doing this, mm-hmm. right? Or a couple of these things have really taken off. Now, the fact that everyone's doing it, I feel like it's getting diluted. It's about to reach its head. It's, well, it's just, I've seen people who have like a million views on something, but they only have like a couple thousand followers. And it's like, 
Yeah. Let, let me tell you Go ahead, one yeah. of the things that I've been working on. Because um, what you're talking about is that I get really excited about this stuff. But what you're talking <laughs> I about seen this excited in a was one of the things that <laughs> I I got so <laughs> mad about is there's a horrible conversion rate. Oh, it's terrible. I know so It's many, gotten worse. Because yes. It's, wh- because the sense. market is flooded. Yeah. Yes. And I noticed so many comics... Mm-hmm. You go down their list of reels, and they're all bragging about, like, I had this reel that had, like, this, this amount of views, views, this many so many views, likes, this many views. and this. And they go to their followers, and it's like, It oh. doesn't translate. Yeah. Yeah, because so, our fans are, people who watch reels are lazy. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't, don't yeah. care. And there's too much content now. Yeah. When it was only a few people, they yeah. were like, ooh, I want to see this more. I'm, I need to follow to make sure I see more of it. Well, yeah. now... The, the, Instagram you and just TikTok. Swipe, there's another comic right underneath. Yeah. They have another... cracked, like the algorithms take care of that for them. Yeah. They're like, as soon as you watch this, if you watch the whole thing, We're they're gonna just going to start taking more. So the algorithm has taken out the element of followers. Yeah. They have done the work for the ca- the viewers, so yeah. they no longer have to follow. Right. And and what? So what's the oh, point yeah. if you don't get followers and people aren't buying tickets? What's the point of doing this? You yeah. know. <laughs> so I started doing and these uh, these reels that I started. That's doing. the thing. It only it only matters if it translates to ticket sales. And if it's it not really translating does. to ticket sales, or if clubs start realizing that you need like five hundred million followers to translate to ticket sales, yeah. they're not going to care about fifty thousand. It doesn't matter. So right. every one of my videos, and then people are doing this are just spinning their wheels. Yeah. <laughs> really, you spend all day doing doing this for nothing. This is actually one of the best ones I've ever done, but I'm trying to get to the end of it. Cause is anybody describing to the listeners what we're doing right now? No, I'm I'm showing something because I'm I'm getting to a point. I'm just waiting for the the we're joke. Watching this is real. Yeah, I'm we're waiting. talking about reels while we're watching. Reels. <laughs> As we're talking about how shitty reels are in comics, just want to do reels all the time. And so we're showing you my reel. How shitty this reel is. By the way, we should make the reel. Nobody's watched. <laughs> we should tell totally you like videoing this to make it a reel. <laughs> but here's so here's the end. That's gonna be really fun. When we, people watch this reel of us watching reels, and we're really gonna be real. Follow and check out my album, The Sixty Forty Rules, on Spotify. But I feel like we're in some sort of void now. All major platforms. So that is how every reel I make ends. That's a great idea. Has it worked? Have you been getting more follows from it? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But I'm just because my yeah. thing is so it ends with the the um the cover of my album. Yep. And then a, a, a follow button that's like bouncing up and down. That's and then my voiceover saying, smart. please give me a follow, check out my album, right, blah, blah, right. blah. So my hope is, is that if any of these reels ever go viral, it'll it's not just, to. it'll even if the translation rate is, I mean, you think if, 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 it, if, if it goes from 1% to 2%, it's, it's a huge double. difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. It's, right, it's right, enormous, right. you know? Yeah. That's I a know, great idea. I know multiple comics with videos with millions of views and they have 25,000 followers right (laughs) and it's like they're doing better than me I got like 900 and something but but man if 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 you could turn like you said if you can go from 1% to 2% incredible if you go from 1% to 5% that's it's a home run humongous it changes your life it's a good idea I'm gonna have to remember that one too yeah start dropping reels I also like that it has your album cover on it too Mm -hmm. In in a picture of what your like your main headshot. Yeah. That way, when you're on a flyer, so it's not just yeah. about that. Right. It's also when they see your face on a flyer in their town or coming like on a Facebook ad or right. Instagram right. ad yeah. for yeah. a show that's near mm-hmm. them. They're like, they're like, oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, it'll yeah. click. Something yeah. in their head will click. And the other piece of the 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 conversion that I hope get translates across is, hey, by the way, I have an album. Right, you're gonna yeah. scroll through a bunch of reels of a yeah. bunch of comics that, you, 
But you who's had, to say that they have, there's anything legit about them at all? It right, could right. just be some open mic that like posted just be a reel. Creating reels, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. This is. There are no funny people. Doing this that. reel is a highlight of a real working comedian with an right. album, of and an I'm album. hoping yeah. that that also translates through. Sure. You know. Yeah, yeah. And so, it should. so <laughs> we're all. I mean, well, we will now. Yeah. You just told everybody what to think. Yeah. All. 50 people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> We're on the inside track. Though. Yeah. Like, but, you know, if we made it a reel, it could go viral. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want this reel to go viral. Yeah. We don't have the only ones. So the other, thing, the other thing, so funny about the obsession with reels, and it's funny because we were just shitting on it, but what I, the other thing that I want to promote this podcast is in the future, I want to have, and I'll, I'll talk to everybody, but what I really want is I want every comic on the podcast to have their phone camera facing them so mm. that if at any point during the podcast they say something that they're like, all right, I'm going to clip this because this is like a good sure. moment, yeah, yeah, right? Then I can email them the cover photo for our podcast. Right. And, uh, and then tag they the tag the it podcast. and then they put it out. So now yeah. they're promoting themselves right. and our podcast gets a quick Pop that's a really thing. good idea. Yeah. That's you know super I mean? smart. That's yeah. That, yeah, that's absolutely. like what Barley and Vine does in Orlando. Like oh. they just you've done oh. that one, right? No, I've done that. Milk one. District. Uh, yeah, it's Milk District comedy. But what they do yeah. is they just record everybody's. Set. Oh, you're talking about. So yeah, I'm I'm working on getting on Milk District. I haven't done Milk District it's, yet. I did it last. Was it last Saturday? I think I did it last. Because I was in Orlando. Oh, Jake. For, Jake's great. Oh, okay. um, yeah, he wasn't actually there, but he's yeah. yeah I talked message him. I was in Orlando for uh, like a little film shoot that I was working on, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey man, I'm in town Saturday night. So he put me on there. Mm-hmm. And what he does is he just sends everybody their video. Yeah, great clips. And mm-hmm. really good quality clips. And then the only thing they ask is if, you know, if, if you post it or when you post a clip that you tag Milk District. Yeah. So Milk District Comedy has all these great clips. I mean, I guess. Yeah, you I've, get a bunch I've, of, I've got a couple of clips that I post. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, it, yeah. and so it builds their following, so people buy more tickets to the shows. Right. And it's a fun, it's a fun little room, and it was like yeah, sold it out grows. 40 people. Like, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah for everyone. It, right. It helps everybody yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're talking about doing with the podcast. It's yeah. a great idea. Really and then smart. my hope is, and again, this is all just a a, a web of my selfishness yeah, yeah. by helping other people. Yeah. <laughs> is that's, that's if <laughs> any of the comics from the podcast ever blow up, it helps everyone it helps the from podcast. Well. Everyone's, yeah. sure. exactly. you know. Yeah. So we're teaching each other yeah, the six information right? that, that we've learned. Yeah, yeah. And right. we're sharing the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like it. It's a great idea. It's super yeah. smart. And don't let me get you in trouble. It's six twenty-seven. It? I need to leave in a couple minutes. Yeah, I was. Right. This is one of the things I've started to think about, though, when it comes to like looking at because you're talking about how we are like in the middle gap, but it's kind of bridging the gap between the traditional comedians mm-hmm. who came up the original way and then the newer, you know, TikTok, TikTok comics, comics, or whatever. I'm trying you to make that transition. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we're like we started before but not much before yeah reels be, were a thing yeah. so we've kind of seen the evolution over I like started with my five, space six years. Years. see I don't even know yeah Duncan so Duncan <laughs> you've been doing stand up for 20 <laughs> years now you just did your 20 year anniversary album that's awesome yeah. I started in, yeah. I started in uh 2003 in New York City. Oh wow! Okay. So yeah. yeah. So you are the one of the you came up traditional route. Yeah. So yeah. Here's but but I've also seen the transition. You right. Know I mean, I've seen it coming. Sure. Because yeah. even when I was starting, I mean, MySpace was the thing. Right. You know, and the re- I mean, the reason that you know Dane Cook got his first uh, SNL hosting gig was because he was the first person to have a million followers on MySpace. Wow. That's crazy. Because so that was the beginning of the well, social the media. Is, well, yeah, evolution. exactly. Exactly. But you think about it, because Dane Cook for 15 years before he did got his, his little you know blow up there, his flair. Mm-hmm. 15 years prior to that, he was doing colleges. 
That's right. all he was doing. Right, right. And he was getting mm -hmm. these email lists from colleges. Yeah. And where did where did fucking Facebook start? On colleges. On colleges so yeah. he had all these people who had been fucking following him for years. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And then he starts, you know, kind of getting some notoriety, having mm -hmm. a special and stuff like that. And right. people getting blown up. college kids grow up to be people who buy tickets to comedy shows. <laughs> yeah. Comedy yeah. shows are not like that. Yeah. But you, you do realize that his, his CD actually got on the Billboard charts was the only the second uh, CD to do that, comedy CD to do that, wow. prior to... Um, Steve Martin's. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's uh -huh. fascinating. Well, so the question I've been asking myself is, like, with when I see so many new comics who are focused so much on following, mm -hmm. if you ask them, like, completely blind, if you ask them, you know, did a <laughs> blind survey, right, would you rather be the best comedian or the most famous comedian? The most famous comedian. Would you? Oh me? No, but most um, of them, ninety-five. That's what I'm saying. No, ninety-five percent is no most question, famous. Most famous. Yeah. And and that's not my answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I would much rather be the best than yeah. the most famous. You yeah. know. And and it used to be that that was always going to be the same person. Yeah. Um. But like not the top. But it's not necessarily true now. Partly because of this, like the evolution yeah. of clips and reels. I'm but, in the middle. I mean, you can't be. You got to go one way or the other, man. I'm in the middle. Really? I'm Come in on. The middle. Yeah. You well, can't. because here's what I mean. Well, I don't, I don't want. Does the most famous get paid more? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> for sure. So I, without a doubt, I don't. <laughs> that's that's part of the deal. <laughs> if I mean, put it this way: if I become the funniest comedian to ever live, and I still need a day job, <laughs> I would rather. I, I would feel like I wasted all those years. Okay. However, let's all right, but that's not really how it works though. You're talking about in a vacuum. The yeah. best comedian in the world, whoever it is, mm -hmm. is still very wealthy. Even if they're not the most famous comedian. Not necessarily, man. I mean, they're There's still some, doing pretty well. Like, th that's true. That's true. They're still doing pretty well. My, my favorite comedian... They don't need a day job is what he's yeah. saying. Yeah, my yeah. favorite comedian... It's all subjective anyway. But my, you get my point. Yeah. My favorite comedian of all time is Patrice O'Neill. Okay. Right? Yeah. And he's not making money anymore. Well, well yes. He's I'm pretty sure... Funny. His estate His estate probably. Yeah, his estate His estate is. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that Patrice was ever a millionaire. Right. Well, um, part of that's longevity. And yeah, I mean, for that sure. That is sorry, yeah. part of the thing. He's one of those people but, posthumously. But I mean, he was. When he did pass, he'd been doing it for 20 years. Sure. You know? Yeah. And it's like, if I. I'm not saying you don't want to focus on the marketing and the promoting of yourself, yeah. but like, what's more important? What yeah. do you care? What do you care more about being the best possible comedian that you can be, or yes. being the most famous comedian that you can be? Easy. I'm about fifty-fifty. What do you? <laughs> what, what do you put? <laughs> okay. Well, at least you're fifty-fifty. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. No, no, I mean, and, I'm not, and you're right. To I mean, fifty-fifty should no, be. I, that's the, not fair. I'm not. That's not fair. You're sixty-forty. I'm, I'm sixty-forty. <laughs> But I will say, way to bring it back. That was great. That was smart. That was good. But I, would I be happy? Rules on Spotify now. Would I be happy to be? Truth be, all right. Here we go. Okay. Everybody in here knows Devin Seabold. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. If I can get Devin Seabold, I'm good. Right. Just, I'm to the money wise, right? And Devin's really funny, and I'm sure ten years from now he'll. He's already a monster comic, but Absolutely. in ten years from now, he'll be. I remember when he was getting better, though. That's the what thing. Do you think, well, I mean, I what do you think he, he cares more about? Yeah. 
Yeah, I love he you, cares Kevin. more about being funny than he does about being famous. He, he does. Famous, yes, but, but he. But it should be at least sixty. Devin's making money, man. Of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. I mean, the best are I mean, going to make money. But yeah. my point is, like, the the best comedians You're are right. more focused right. on yeah, being yeah. the best comedians yeah. they can be. Being than funnier they are today than you were yesterday. Exactly. Being funnier today than you are were yesterday. Yeah. That should always be the sixty forty. Is a good. Yeah, it's a good split. It's a good split because you do have to focus on marketing. Yeah. Because there are plenty of people who are super funny that never get anywhere. Yeah. But more often than not, it's because something else is holding them back. Yeah. Well, like I, I've always noticed that it's a trend that I've noticed throughout the years is that the best comics, like the really, really good comics, have the shittiest website and the shittiest social media. And the guys that have the phenomenal social media and all this and all this, that, and the other thing are generally not that funny. But see, I got to be both. And, 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 I, and that's, where, that's, that's why 64 is. That's why 64 is. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying there's not yeah. a hybrid. I'm just yeah. saying that's what I've noticed over yeah. the years. And Especially at least have the wisdom to hire somebody right. to do the website. Yes. And, the stuff. and that's why, and if you notice, all that I'm talking about in terms of the reels and social media <laughs> is getting somebody, else, is getting somebody else to do it. I'm not saying I, I don't have a social media I expert. <laughs> I just want to build a, a team yeah, yeah. to where I have somebody on my team <laughs> who can do all of that bullshit. Yeah. You're going to be the you next Gary V. Yeah. You're going to be the next Gary V. That'd be a great problem to have. I'll help you. Shit. That's where you got to go. I got to go. You got to go. Anything you want to plug i mean yeah, what are you on tonight what are you doing i'm at gregory's i'm at gregory's i'm featuring gregory's um if anybody wants <laughs> <laughs> to follow me <laughs> i don't have very many clips up yet yeah. but, uh, but i have a couple there will be a reel of this though yeah <laughs> i'm at, at nick Masick, n-i-k-m-a-c-i-k um and also i'm i'm in a new tv series that just came out on awesome yeah on 2b tv okay uh, you can check out groupie um, uh, yes, it just that came is, out. Are you so, like playing a rock and roll? I'm playing a rock star. I'm the groupy rock star. Um, comes after me and stuff, and she gets her hooks in. So, uh, please check that out. Give me a follow. Give me awesome. a like. Very cool. And uh, and then yeah, watch for I'm you know doing shows all over Florida, starting to branch out to other parts of the country. So. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me on, man. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, yeah. it was was great to meet you too, man. Nice to see you again soon. Hopefully, have a good set, man. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Have a great show, man. So, well, now it's just me and you. Now it's just the two of us. So you're finally working on your podcast. Yes, yes, I am. So did you hear the first? Yeah, I heard the first one. It's sad. It's sad. So it's not. It's not. I know, no, no. But I felt, I felt it was like real though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I kept it 100 percent real. I was just, yeah. and I just realized that, that the date of that, you know, yeah. and you have to understand that that particular incident mm-hmm. played a big part in my life. Yeah. You know, I was 17, 18 years old. Three of my best friends had just died. Mm-hmm. And that was actually a catalyst for a year. That whole year of 93, mm-hmm. I, I had like two uncles, an aunt, and my grandfather die in the same year. Oh, wow. So that was a big, that, that was the jumping point. That was a catalyst for that one, yeah. you know, year that you were just like, wow. That, that was a big year for me, too. Yeah. 93? Yeah. Yeah. I was born in 91, so I think I was learning to walk and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's born so, yeah. But, so, so anyways, what's your podcast called? So, po- okay, the podcast is called uh, The Dude Cast, The Dumb Opinions of Duncan, D-O-O-D. Yeah. So if you had <laughs> Dude Cast... <laughs> So uh, check it out. It's going to be stories. Uh, this guy right here gave me an idea. He said, you know, you tell so many damn stories on my podcast. <laughs> and when I, you know, just every, I just repeat them constantly. So he's just like, shut up. Just fucking record them already. Basically what he told me. 
No, but uh, he inspired the the idea behind the podcast because I I had I had a I had the name for it for a while, mm-hmm. you know, and I just didn't know what to do that was different. I didn't know what the I could bring to the podcast verse or whatever you mm-hmm. would call it that would be different and something, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was like, when you told me the whole storytelling thing, I was like, you know what? Fuck it, let's give it a try. Yeah. And that's when I realized, oh shit, today's date. Let me make this first one, mm-hmm. you know, like this. Yeah. And so the, all the following ones are going to be about comedy. Be about, they're going to be more upbeat, mm-hmm. you know. But I, what I think that a lot of people don't realize, and and we talked about this the other night, is you like you started in New York yeah. in the early two thousands, right? Yeah, two so twenty. So you were literally there when a ton of people who are now huge comics started. Yes, and you have personal stories with people like Bill Burr. Yeah. You got to see Dave Chappelle stumble into your place, right? He yeah, was yeah. still relatively new. I mean, well, so, I mean, no, he had just come back from. Well, no, I know. Like, but, I was I mean, still relatively new. Yeah, you were still relatively new. Just, just That's a lot funny. of things I got to experience, you know. And I mean, there's a couple of clubs that I worked at in New York City that actually aren't around anymore. Mm-hmm. That were catalysts for what I do now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I had the the Ha Comedy Club on Forty Six between Eighth and Ninth, and then you had the um, you had the Boston Comedy Club mm-hmm. down on West Third between Thompson and Sullivan, mm-hmm. and those were places that you could just go and mm-hmm. get work mm-hmm. if you were willing to hand out flyers. You know, to to get five minutes on stage, mm-hmm. and once you paid your dues, you know they brought you in and stuff like that. And so I did that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got to be on shows that I had to you know follow somebody like. You know, uh, Rob, Rick Shapiro, mm-hmm. you know, or, or Dante Nero. Yeah. Or I'd have to follow these guys, mm-hmm. you know. And so Nate Bargatze, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He hosted one of the first shows I ever, like tours I ever did, one, one of the first specials I ever shot. Mm-hmm. He was the host of it. Mm-hmm. It was called the Southern Hostility Comedy Tour. Yeah. So mm-hmm. me, and, me and two other guys, we met in New York, mm-hmm. and we were both from the South, so we called mm-hmm. it Southern Hostility because yeah. we were in New York. And we had Nate host it. Mm-hmm. And so it was very southern. Yeah. And so now I see Nate Bergazzi. He's got his special on Prime. Yeah. He's all over the talk shows. That's my dude, man. Yeah. I'm proud of that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you yeah. heard about Liz Mealy. You know who Liz Mealy is, right? Uh, that sounds familiar. Very funny comedian. She she's on tour in Europe and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just I'm so proud of my friends. Man. Mm-hmm. It's just here. It's good to see you know good things happen to good people. Mm-hmm. So. And there's so many. So you had. Uh, yeah, because I just I don't think a lot of the the again the new comics around here yeah. like realize because to me it was so exciting that like even like like you've met Patrice O'Neill on numerous occasions yeah. and like because again that's like one of my favorite comics right 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 you know? and I just saw him as the most talented motherfucker in the city mm-hmm. you know what I mean because I didn't know his like how far his grasp would reach, like could reach, like with you and like mm-hmm. you know, you know, some other comics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like to me, it was just like that's that was the biggest motherfucker in the in the prison. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That yeah. you just that if you go if you go get somewhere, that motherfucker yeah. go punch him out. You know, because <laughs> that's the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he was just that that guy who brought this aura about him because you know he just well, who he was who he was wherever he was. You told me he he walked to this kid's whole family. Oh God! That came you to, tell that story? Yeah, <laughs> is that the story you want me to tell? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this will be the lead into the Dudecast. Yeah. So okay. So it was. Uh, I was. These pro- are the kinds of stories. This is why I wanted stories, to get yes. in to tell one of the stories. So I was. I was at uh, Stand Up New York, uh, 
Yeah, Stand Up New York up on 72nd, I think, mm-hmm. uh, 8th Avenue, whatever it is. Anyways, I was up there, and I was putting in FaceTime, you know, because that's what you did in New York in the mm-hmm. early two, 2000s, is to get stage time, you had to put in FaceTime so you were recognizable, hanging out with other comics, people knew you, because mm-hmm. just shaking hands with somebody in a comedy club, the, the booker sees you shaking their hand, it kind of goes, oh, he's somebody. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, I was just hanging out, just chilling. And uh, there was this show going on, and a friend of mine named Greg Wilson, well, he was a friend of mine, he's acquaintance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was hosting the show, and this kid, okay, this kid from Long Island, back when MySpace was a thing, he had a, like a ton of MySpace fans, followers, whatever they were, friends. And so he invited them out to a show he was doing, as, I, it was like a, I think it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something like that. And um, so they, like, 90% of the audience is his family. Mm-hmm. So, and friends. So Patrice comes in, and he's pissed because this kid's been on stage for like 45 minutes now, and Patrice is having to wait, and he's got another gig he's got to get to, and it's just all kinds of, you know, chaos and bullshit, and he keeps fucking with Greg Wilson, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, Greg, why, why every time you tell a joke, it sounds like, oh, why every time you speak, does it sound like you're telling a joke? <laughs> like, like his cadence yeah his cadence like, yeah. like every time you open your mouth you just sound like you're about to tell a joke just, can you just be real for a second mm-hmm. and just kept fucking with him so then you know uh, Patrice finally got on stage you know they pulled the kid off <laughs> and Patrice goes on stage and literally says okay um, who's who's that kid's father and like the father was raising his like you're a horrible father sir <laughs> You're the worst father. Most comics, you know, they have issues with their father. That's why they become comedians. But you're encouraging this shit. You're a fucking horrible father. <laughs> and just railed him like that shit for like 10 minutes. Like literally, literally like fucking 80, maybe maybe 15, 20 people left. Yeah. <laughs> you have to remember, that's 15, 20 people. In a small comedy 80% of that yeah. shit was his family. So yeah. some of those motherfuckers didn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. they were right. He's like, he is a horrible father. <laughs> and he sat there and listened to Patrice. And Patrice just sat there and dug himself out of that hole <laughs> and just went, won that whole audience over. Mm-hmm. And it was it was amazing. It was great. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was like a, it, was a, it was like watching a master class. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So those, and then I won't ask you to tell it, but then you have the Dave Chappelle walking into your club that you made yeah, randomly. That's a, that's a great story. That's yeah, a great so story. that should be an episode of itself. That's so. going to be a whole episode. <laughs> I got an, I got an episode about how I crashed the 25th anniversary party of Saturday Night Live. Wow. That you don't even know that story. No, I don't you think have so. to You have to wait until you hear it on the podcast. Yeah, man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, thank you, you for coming and thank hanging you. out. Yeah, don't forget, uh, any of you comics out there, listen, yeah. Thursday, March 9th, March mm-hmm. 9th, next Thursday, is going to be the first Winfield's Open Mic. We're going to start at 8. Oh, I, I, sh- I showed up to Winfield's one. We're going to start at 8. <laughs> randomly. Randomly, yeah. Thinking it was that night. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was the March 9th. This is the night that you thought it was. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, March 9th, uh, Winfield's going to start at 8 o'clock for the uh, sign-up starts at 8 o'clock. But... If the comics want to come out a little bit earlier, I'm going to be there about 7 o'clock mm-hmm. and do a little writer session. Okay, so if anybody cool. wants to come out do a little writer session, 7 o'clock, March 9th at Winfield's. Hope to see you all there. I got, uh, what do I got? Well, today's Friday because this is a special episode. We normally record on Monday. But uh, Saturday I have a private show. Next week, uh, March 8th on a Wednesday night, I'm going to be down in Miami at Union Beer. I'm going to be featuring for Mark Christopher. 
Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. But, I mean, that's all the way down at Miami. Um, what else do I got? Also, I guess I'll be a little bit of a, a, a resource again. Um, March 15th is the deadline to submit to the Laughing Skull Festival in Atlanta and the North Carolina Comedy Festival. I'm just looking at my calendar, and I have in my calendar to submit to those festivals. Um, again, one thing that I do um, as a comic is I look... F I found this website. I, I should probably... I'll find it again and then put it, like, bring it up on the podcast again yeah, once I get the actual website. Yeah. There's a website that I found where every month they post every comedy festival that has the um, openings. opening submissions beginning that month. Wow. And what I'll do is I'll check that website and I'll, I'll put the last day to submit for that festival uh -huh. in my calendar. Right. Because... I'm not super pressed to to submit to festivals, right. but the last day I, I don't want to miss the last day to something. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. So right, recently, right. I submitted to the Boston Comedy Festival because I'd read that's a good festival. And again, I'm just sitting at work minding my own business. And at the end of the day, it's 5 p.m. I have these set up at 5 p.m. and 6 p.m. So at the end of my workday on that day, it right. pops up. Hey. Today's the last day to submit to Boston Comedy Festival, Ahead. and before I left the office, I submitted to it. You know, so on the fifteenth of March, that's um, Laughing Skull and uh, the North Carolina Festival. Then I got I am featuring, but that's the end of the month. That's the twenty fourth and the twenty fifth. I'm going to be in Panama City, so I am going to be out of town for a bunch of stuff coming up on but, March eighteenth. On March eighteenth. Yeah, March 18th. Twisted Birch. Twisted Birch. I am not on that show, but um, I guess I am. a part of putting it together. And Duncan and is going to be on the Dean, show. And Dean Napolitano. Dean Napolitano, really quickly. If you're a come local comic, dude. yeah. If you're a local comic and you are anywhere near Rockledge, Florida, come <clears> see <throat> Dean Napolitano. He is the guy that I always credit for teaching me crowd work and he never sat down and like taught me crowd work just watching him you learn, learn from example how it should be done <laughs> see a master at his craft yes so thank you guys again for listening this has been the funny style podcast as always please check out my album the 6040 rules on spotify amazon and itunes um and all social media at the duncan j yeah, at the duncan j and uh yeah just check us all out you guys have a good week